Network. You're watching Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out today. We have eight games in the NHL, so lots of action to break down with my guy, Eric Young, who is hanging by. If you're new to the show, please rate, review, subscribe, smash that like button. We'd appreciate if you have a comment. Uh, maybe it's a fantasy hockey season-long question. You could be into the semis. You could be playing finals this week. So if you have a question, I will circle back before puck drop to help you out there as well. Uh, it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Follow the link inside the description of this video for a 100% first deposit match using the promo code. Prizepicks.com is where it's at. You can mix and match across all the sports that you love, and they're all happening right now. This is a great time to be a sports fan. So as I mentioned, eight games on the ice. So lots of action over at prizepicks.com. I'm picking a couple guys that I don't think I've picked all year. And I know for sure I haven't picked Phil Kessel at 2.6 against the Sharks and Brock Besser at 3.1 against the Ottawa Senators. So let's start with Bill the Thrill. That's right. Phil Kessel. Two goals and nine points in his last nine games. A quiet nine points over his last nine games. He's got three points and nine shots over his last two contests. And he has at least three shots on goal in five of his past six games. So he's shooting the puck. Heck, he's getting to the 2.6 fantasy points just on shots alone. He's got a date with the Sharks over the last five weeks of the season, basically all year long, five and five numbers, according to our friends over at Natural Statric, they have been bad. They've allowed the seventh most high danger chances over the last five weeks and the third most goals against per 60 at five and five. Just look at Kessel. Last year, 70 games, 14 goals and 38 points. A 9.2 shooting percentage was the second lowest mark of his career. It has basically been flipped for him this year. 48 games, 17 goals, so three more and 37 points. One fewer point, like 30 fewer games played. He's got a career-high 17 shooting percentage, but uh, he was due for some good luck after last year was so brutal for him. So the over 2.6. And then Brock Besser here, 3.1. I think it's slightly low as well. One goal, four points, and nine shots in four games since the Canucks started playing hockey again. He has three blocks over that span. One goal on four shots Saturday against Ottawa. I thought he looked really strong in that game. Ottawa, uh, you know, not as bad as the Sharks over the last five weeks, but still inside the top five in shot attempts and shots against, as well as scoring chances allowed at five and five per 60 minutes. So the over on Brock Besser, consider Bo Horvat as well. He's at 3.1. And then the over on Phil Kessel. Check out prizepicks.com for the latest. All right, EY, what up? Happy Monday, eight games. Welcome. He's rolling on, man. We're fantasy playoffs. Uh, we're getting close to the real playoffs. Uh, I can't walk or leave my couch. It's a good time to be alive. Just like a sip of coffee there. I didn't know you would uh, oh, sorry you would end that sentence like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, you are it's a good you are, time. Good time to be a cripple. You are hanging in there. Yes. You are a hockey psycho. You're always watching hockey. So you got a little bit more time in your hands to, to watch some hockey and battle for season long fantasy hockey championships. I think all three of us, uh, doing some battling Matty best there uh, running the show for us. I know he's in the finals this week as well. Uh, so like I said, if you have any questions, you and I have been chatting about this every single Monday, just quickly hammer home that point that you need to look at your opponent. I would take a look at just project his week in terms of maybe hits and blocks and face-offs. You know, it's hard to project points and goals and things like that. Of course you can look at matchups and do your best, but uh, you can project maybe shots, hits, blocks, face-offs, see where you need to uh, maybe punt a couple categories and, you know, pick up a couple guys that will help you elsewhere, but also 
taking a look at the schedule is always key, Eric. It has helped you and I out over the past few years, attacking the schedule. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, absolutely jam-packed. You want guys on the odd days, the Mondays, the Wednesdays, the Fridays. There are several teams that play Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, Vegas, Colorado, L.A., Montreal off the top of my head. Uh, a few teams, Winnipeg, Edmonton. So there's lots of, a lot of the teams that we're talking about today uh, have really good matchups this week. And just one game EY on Sunday. So I don't know if you, if you're the type of person that has to have somebody on a Sunday, but Tampa and Detroit playing on Sunday, they're the only team in the league, two teams in the league that play on Saturday and Sunday EY. So maybe go hunting for a few bolts here. Um, And maybe some Detroit guys can help you out. I mean, they've been interesting. I don't know if you caught any of that Dallas Detroit game. I think Dallas had that 41 shots uh, and lost. (laughs) And and I think Detroit had like 12. I mean, that's what we were talking before. I mean, hockey's chaos. It's absolute chaos. Last Monday, I laid down 20, a cool 20 on Ottawa to win. And they did. And uh, I made a bunch of money. So just keep betting on Ottawa. Eventually it pays off. Yeah, and uh, that Vrana kid, he's okay, right? Uh, he's, I, he fight. seems to be doing just fine. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's a good It's trade cool. A lot of the trades uh, like seem to be doing – Mantha's doing well in Washington. Uh, we were talking just before the show. Sam Bennett, it, he may be possibly the best player in the NHL, uh, <laughs> playing in Florida. Uh, it's interesting, man. Like everyone right away just kind of like – even uh, Bjork in, in Buffalo is putting up points. And it, it's, it's really interesting to see that – all the guys, a lot of the guys that ended up in new places uh, seem to be catching off their new teams. Foligno's got a point. He's looked pretty good playing with Matthews and Marner, um, filling in for Hyman right now. I mean, he's not Zach Hyman, but uh, he's an interesting player to play with those two guys. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A lot of the trades, it seems like a good deal for both. I like the side of Detroit. I really like the side of, of Washington, too, just getting a guy like Mantha for that, that playoff run. He's going to play some playoff hockey, but I thought Detroit had a – a magnificent return, right? Eiserman, we've said this before. He's, we say this before, when Eiserman calls, just hang up. Yeah, you don't answer that call because he's man, oh man. He's, I don't know. He's, he's so handsome, you can't say no. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, even Jeff Carter. I think Jeff Carter has looked pretty good, and it's uh, it's kind of lit a fire, a fire under Jason Zucker a little bit, and then they get Malcolm back soon. All of a sudden, the Penguins are first place. Yep. East Division after a, a nice win against Boston last night. So let's get after today. Again, if you have any questions, you can hit us up uh, right here in the video. Leave a, a question there in the comment section or, or at Chris Meany. If you are looking for an FTN bet subscription, uh, use the promo code Meany or Mayo. Get yourself a bit of a discount. We'll be giving picks there until that Stanley Cup is raised. We're currently at about 90 units. So uh, we head into the, we were heading into the weekend at 98. Cannot get to that century mark. So hopefully, looking for some consistency here. EY this week. So let's start strong and we'll start with the flames and the Habs here. This is an early game. So there's eight games. There's only seven on the main slate on DraftKings. So this one won't be in your player pool. And it's probably a, a good idea there. There really hasn't been a lot of offense between these two teams. Although the, the under has not hit over the last two, I think we had the push, I believe on the Friday and then on Saturday with an empty net goal, the, the flames took care of the Habs. So the Flames have won six of eight against Montreal. I've said this a lot on this show. The Habs cannot play with them. They can't. They can't seem to generate any offense at all against this team. And this is just, this is spiraling out of control for Montreal. They had an eight-point lead like 10 days ago with four games in hand. 
Now they have a four point lead with one game in hand. They're three and seven over their last 10 games. I actually think, excuse me, deep down, we may see Cole Caulfield tonight. There's been some complications, whether he could play. Duran was sick, couldn't play over the weekend. Byron was hurt. Tatar left the game hurt. And it's so confusing to figure out why he can't play. Obviously, the Habs are super tight against the cap. They had the emergency taxi squad call up with Jake Evans getting into the lineup on Saturday. But the only reason, and according to reports, that he couldn't play on Saturday, Eric, was because Caden Primo was playing in goal for Montreal. Now, Jake Allen's going to get the start tonight. I think we may see Cole Caulfield. I don't know if it's enough for me to say, oh, wow, the Habs are going to score five goals. But my goodness, they could use this kid <laughs> right now. I don't know if you're seeing videos surface. Like, yes. there's a video surface. Do you see the, the like, the breakaway Crazy. goal he had when he did the backflip? Like, I had to watch that five times that he backflipped that and then batted it out of the air. Uh, they no. could use him, certainly on the power play, which is pathetic. My lean is Flames, minus 130 here at home. They've had the success They've just dummied Montreal here over the past two weeks. What do you think? I, I think that Montreal is going to pull this off. And the first thing I thought of when I saw Cole Caulfield score that uh, goal in practice, I thought about you watching that video, thinking <laughs> like, like all Montreal can't score, uh, you know, especially against the Flames, yeah. and this kid isn't playing. And I'm like, it, it, I feel like, I can't remember who was talking about this on a podcast, but it just seems to me like Montreal has so many players, like, I mean, none of them are like superstar players, but there's just so many guys. They picked up so many guys last season and during this season, and there's they're, they're just having a hard time figuring out how to fit this kid in. And it's it's as a Montreal fan, it's got to be maddening seeing these videos. It's like salt in the wounds. He like this is that's the recipe having someone like that, even if he's just threatening and creating ice for other players. Like he scored at every level, whether he's going to do it in the NHL or not. He's a, he's a small player, but the NHL is different now, right? Like small players are successful. Johnny Grudeau is a baby. Patrick Kane is an infant child and they're doing just fine. So uh, I think he'll be fine. Uh, it's a different game than it was, you know, several years ago. But I mean, the first thing I thought of when I saw that video is like, Kurt Meany's, Meany's pulling his hair out because this guy looks like a star and they can't figure out how to get him in the lineup. It's, it's crazy. He should play. Hopefully he plays tonight. Yeah, I, I think he's going to play at some point. And the feeling in Montreal was, okay, uh, win a game or two on this West Coast trip. They got the split Edmonton. Win a game tonight against Calgary. And, you know, all of a sudden they have that six-point lead again with still a game in hand. And then you can maybe get Caulfield a couple games where you're not really fighting for a playoff spot. And I'm not saying he's going to be the savior for this team. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's he's definitely not. They need a lot more than Cole Caulfield. But... Like I said, the power play is absolutely pathetic. Both units are brutal, and they can't seem to find any offense. And, yeah, (laughs) I watched that video a dozen times last night. And, again, this morning, there was, like, four shootout attempts in a row where he just made Primo look so silly. And, yeah, it's Primo, but they don't have the type of skill. Again, looking at this roster, it's crazy. Like, Toffoli has 24 goals, and Anderson has 17. Gallagher's got 14. Other than that, nobody is scoring. Like, Corey Perry has nine. He's in the top five among forwards with goals. He's got nine. Tatar's got ten. Petrie's got eleven. Right? Like that's that's a it's big a, problem. Say it is a huge problem, and and you can say what you want about Bergevin, and you know what? Maybe he does absolutely get canned if the Habs don't make the playoffs here. But some of the pickups, like where would they be without Toffoli and Anderson? It'd be maybe nowhere a bottom three team in the league. They yep. are not getting any offense right now. 
I like, I like you going with Montreal and I think we'll see a really strong effort from them. I've, it's never been about effort for me. I think that their effort is always on point. They, they usually bring it. The determination is going to be there for both teams. I think we're going to see a playoff type style of hockey, tight checking. And that's what I've seen in all eight games here. I got to lean with the under again, 5.5 with Allen and net here, getting the start. Markstrom has been phenomenal against the Habs. Um, I got to just go Calgary, man. I got to just pick the flames. Let's bring in Maddie. Maybe he can break the tiebreaker here for us. Uh, what do you think, Calgary Montreal tonight? I hated how you just said now I have to break the tiebreaker. Now I have to pick a side. Um, I'd honestly go with Calgary here. I just think Calgary plays Montreal and has their number. But this is one of the games where I would not be surprised whatsoever if Montreal won it. Because Montreal seems like they pull these games out of their ass every now and then. And this feels like the spot where they absolutely have to. But Calgary just feels like they they have something to play for and they look hungry. Whereas Montreal is just holding on for dear life. But this could be the game where Montreal actually holds on for once and doesn't choke it away. Uh, give me Calgary here. I like the price. Um, yeah. And... Even with Jake Allen starting, and even with Cole Caulfield probably playing, I still like Calgary by a bit. I like the under more than anything. Yeah, I like the under, too, even though that last game seemed a little wide open. But, again, it was just a couple goals, one goal at the very – two goals, I think, in the final minutes of the, of the first period. And then as you start sweating that total a little bit, and then I believe an empty net happens, and, the, and that total's gone. Um, yeah, I – I think what you said, it's like Flames starting to feel themselves a little bit, starting to get some confidence. They're, they're, I mean, they're only five and five in their last 10, but they've won, you know, they feel good against Montreal. We'll say that they play the Canadians really nice. So they have some confidence there. And on the flip side, it seems like a Canadians team. That's just a little nervous. They're starting to feel the heat a bit. They're starting to grip that stick a little bit more, but I think Jake Allen and net does give them uh, some confidence tonight, but I lean the under, I like Tyler Toffoli again, just taking this guy all the time, like the shot prop, two and a half, minus 135 over at William Hill Sportsbook, uh, minus 167 DK. So just shop around, use that free prop shop over at ftnbets.com. Okay, your sense, EY, your sense. You put a cool 20 bones down on the sense last week uh, to beat Vancouver, was it? Um, they've been winning some games in a row here. Uh, not in a row, but four and six in their last 10. Not bad. So they're at home, back home against the Canucks again. This is the third straight meeting between these two teams. They will play again, I believe on Wednesday. So plus 104 for Ottawa, 29 and 19 against the spread. The total here is six minus 121 Vancouver, 20 and 21. Vancouver's had their way with Ottawa. They've won six of seven, but they uh, got the split there over the weekend. Uh, what do you think, EY? Doubling down on the Suns? Yeah, I feel like Ottawa is kind of feeling itself right now. And uh, yeah, I'm going sense here. Um, I, I, I just feel like they're playing with this kind of weird confidence. Like, like, look, they're not making the playoffs. I'm losing my 20 bucks for I bet on them to win the Stanley Cup. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but because of my bet last week, I, I, I'm in the positive with the sense. So uh, I'm back to loving them. Uh, and just Vancouver is a team I, I don't trust. I know they had the feel-good moment coming off the crazy COVID protocol, and they beat the Leafs twice. Um, the first game, they, the Leafs outplayed them all three periods. They just got goalied by goal, uh, Braden Holpe. Hockey's impossible, um, and I'm betting on the Senators. I like watching them play. I like a lot of the players, and I don't trust Vancouver. So uh, Ottawa to win here. Um, I, I do think uh, I would lean the, the under here, too. I don't think there's going to be a ton of goals in this one. 
Yeah, I like the the under as well. I had it on Saturday and it was a push six, but uh, it was a three nothing victory for Ottawa in that first one, and then a four two victory. You know what? I think they should go back to Holpe. I know that Demko's been the better goalie over the course of the career or the season rather, but Holpe in the three games since he's played, you know, he had the strong game against the Leafs. He stopped thirty seven of thirty nine, got the victory. And then he had another good game against the Leafs. So they went back to him. I don't know if Demko was cleared to return or the COVID protocol, but they went back to Holpe and he stopped 30 of 40, 37 of 47. And he got the win against the Leafs. So then they went to Thatcher Demko in the first game against the Sens. They lost three, nothing. And then they went to Holpe again on Saturday and he stopped 26 of 28 left wing lock daily face off. They got the lean with Thatcher Demko. I think they go Holpe here, uh, and I'm kind of hoping as a guy who streams stream Holpe this week, wouldn't mind getting that start tonight. Uh, I like the under either way, but just something to keep in mind. You know, both of these goalies I think are would be in play for me. I would expect them to go to uh, Matt Murray, but you know, Holpe at AK on DraftKings, Demko at AK, and even Matt Murray. You know, I'm seeing the day to day question here. He's seven five. If he doesn't get the start. I, that would be enough for me to get away from from the under. Like Hogberg is just uh, Hogberg is not the answer. So re- as of right now, if Matt Murray is in there, I'll go with you and lean with the with the Sens. But I like the under six for sure. But just keep an eye. I mean, that may be a bet that's just worth waiting it out. Uh, just yeah. in net for Ottawa because Murray's played good. It's been a weird year for goalie stuff. Like sometimes you don't know right up until puck drop. I was telling you guys last week, I, I waited, 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 waited. And they said Varamov was going to play. And then Sorokin played and he had a, he had a shutout and stopped like 36 shots. And I lost a fantasy league because of that, that. So um, it's been a weird year for everybody. And, and that's definitely the thing. I would, I, I'm with you. I would go back to Holtby here. He's kind of like the hot hand. Um, and I know Demko dressed, but I, I think I was reading something about him just not feeling good. Um, hadn't kind of recovered from the COVID stuff completely. So he kind of brought that up and that's why Holby got those starts. But Holby's, he looks unreal right now. So I would just play him until he does. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, there's a few, like as much as we don't think goals, I think from a contrarian GPP tournament st- uh, standpoint, if you're looking for just um, like some salary saver type guys, um, you know, these Vancouver guys are, are pretty cheap, like Tanner Pearson, 4.8. Uh, I think that's a pretty good price. Uh, even Horvat is 6.4. But the Ottawa guys that, you know, the line that I think has just been awesome for a long time. I mean, Kachuk is 7.5, but Drake Batherson is 4.7. And then Josh Norris is 5.1. I think Norris has been unreal. And I think yeah, he, he has. Six assists and three goals last week. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know what his DK salary is, but I'm sure it's affordable. So that's a good guy to put in. Yeah, he's five one. He's super cheap. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. I had him in the fan tracks league with you too, making under a hundred, uh, under nine hundred grand, and you're just doing a doing a bunch of the little things. So he's one of those key guys. Okay, so um, I, again, I'm kind of on the fence with this game, but I do lean the under. Like I said, if Murray doesn't play, it would actually be enough for me to get away from the other end and then pick Vancouver. I think like it's a decent decent price, like minus one twenty one as much as we're talking up the sense here. All right, let's move on to uh, the next game. We have St. Louis and Colorado here on the board. I was looking for as anything that I can find on some of these abs guys like Miko Ranton is Ranton going to return to the lineup. Uh, last thing I read, he needs like multiple uh, negative tests. 
Uh, I think it's just contract tracing, but I don't want to get involved um, with any speculation here. But St. Louis plus 135 at home, Colorado minus 157, 20 and 25 against the spread for the Avs. The total here is at 6, 15 and 30. So again, uh, left wing lock has Devin Dubnik expected to make the start, but Philip Grubauer uh, was cleared. He was activated from the COVID list and he was activated before these two teams played on the weekend and it was Dubnik who got the call as a 5-3 victory for the Blues. I think we'll see Grubauer in back in between the pipes tonight. What do you think about this game? What I watched on Saturday between these two teams was um, a lot of desperation from the Blues. I think we're definitely going to see yep. that in the final two weeks of the season, led by their captain, Ryan O'Reilly. He had a hell of a game. Hoffman's playing good too, shooting the puck. Like that's what they brought him in to do like this, you know, that's what he does. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't, uh, he's not a fast skater. He, he's a power play guy and just can, he, he's just that guy that just can shoot from the side, that side circle and, and score. I mean, like there's, there's not, you know, probably more than 20 or 30 guys in the NHL that when the puck is on their stick, there's a really good chance of it going in. He's one of those guys. Um, the truth for me though, is I cannot bet against Colorado. Yeah. I, I mean, I just can't. I, I don't care who's playing goal. I don't care who's hurt. Like, they're so deep. There's so much skill. McKinnon's an animal. I mean, to me, I think they have the best decor in the whole league. Like, it's insane, um, especially in modern, like today's hockey, having, you know, three or four guys that can skate and move the puck. Like, um, Cal McCarr is maybe my favorite defenseman to watch in, in the whole of the NHL. Uh, Samuel Girard is unbelievable. Devin Tays is unbelievable. Byram, when he's playing, uh, he's a big surprise and he's mean. I mean, he's he's a mean little bastard. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's I, I'm not betting against them. I don't think I bet against them all year and I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it today. <laughs> I don't blame you, really. I mean, they've won four of six. Um, if Grubauer comes in, that's a huge plus. Yeah. Minus 157, Maddie will bring you in. Is not a bad price uh, for Colorado. It's one of the better prices that we've seen from them all year. Yeah, I can I can definitely pay that, especially if Grubauer does play. Um, minus one fifty seven is fine with me. I might actually dabble in the puck line here for the uh, Avalanche because how often are you going to get them at that price? I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but if the money line's minus one fifty seven, the puck line has to be pretty nice for the Avalanche. For the Avalanche, we'll say that. Um, don't like the total, but the puck line and the money line is what I'll be on here for uh, Colorado. See, I'll give you the puck line price here again using the free parlay calculator over at ftmbets.com. Um, can't find it, can't find it. Lie to you guys, doesn't exist, does not exist. Um, you can get that at plus, plus 100. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that for the avs. I'll do that any day of the week. Yeah, I like, okay. I feel like if you're gonna give me plus money on the puck line for the avs, I'm going to take it most of the time. Here, I got it brought up now. Uh, so best odds possible, 148. Yes. Yeah. 148 for I'm Colorado. In. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in, but I like it. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty good price. Like, it's certainly worth it. I'm not in, but I like it. I'll just take one of the money line. But, I, I mean, I like Anytime you get Colorado, like, plus money like that, I take shots on them in Vegas all the time. Um, just, like, if you can get plus money. I think just what I saw over the weekend, I know what we're saying. It's hard to bet against them. And I'm not doing it in this point, but the Blues are playing absolute desperation hockey. Like, this is it. They can't afford to lose. They're one point back of Arizona. They have the three games in hand. 
but they're one point back of Arizona for a playoff spot here. So this is, uh, they, I think we'll see a very strong effort from them again. I'm not seeing any shot props, you know, it's completely off the board. And I think, uh, I think honestly, Vegas is just waiting on some of these Colorado guys. Like is Miko Randon playing? If he doesn't play, like what does that do to everybody else's shot prop? So if he does play, I will get involved again, but I think McKinnon always have no problem going with McKinnon. Uh, three and a half. All right. Um, what do we got here next? I'm kind of jumping all over the place when it comes to uh, the games. Let's go to Florida. Let's talk about your guys' Preds. Preds plus 104 at home, 26 and 23 against the spread. Total here five and a half. Florida minus 121, 24 and 25 against the spread. Um, take it away, EY. What do you think? Nashville holding down that last playoff spot, 54 points, two up on the Stars. Yeah, I think anybody, I mean, I've been following this team closely. Obviously, I live here in town. They're, they're my team, my hometown team. And uh, the truth is, is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people saying like, oh, they're not a good team and blah, blah, blah. And Dallas can come back and beat them out of the playoffs. Then you're not paying attention. Uh, this is a different team than it was six weeks ago. Completely different team. Everybody's playing well. And to me, it, it's all because of the fourth line. Uh, the, the herd line, they call them. Sessions. Um, right now it's Tanner Janot and uh, Yakov Trenin, my favorite player in the NHL. He responded to me on Instagram, so my life is complete. Uh, I don't think he speaks very good English, but I'm going to invite him to my house to smoke cigars, and that should be interesting. Um, they started this whole thing, and look at, like, Florida is is unreal. And we said earlier, Sam Bennett is apparently the best player in the NHL, um, but Nashville needs wins, uh, and whoever Dallas plays, I, I cheer for that team. Uh, as a person that's hated the Detroit Red Wings almost my entire life, uh, cheering for Detroit and them winning with 12 shots was maybe one of the best uh, hockey memories for me ever. It's <laughs> uh, like it, wild. I, I mean, dude, it's everything's insane. The world we're in the upside down, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm not betting on the, the the Predators to win because I respect Florida. They're they're really good this year. Quinville is a wizard. Chris Drieger is the biggest, one of the biggest surprises of the year. Uh, Bobrovsky, I guess, has his moment. Uh, Spencer Knight looked awesome in, in his debut. Three goalies that can play. Um, I, I don't, I can't bet against Florida because I like them so much. Um, but I want, I want the Preds to win. Does that count for anything? It does. Yeah, you know, a little bit. Um, it's hard to call. I don't care what you say. Like, I think people are expecting Florida to win because they've been unbelievable and they've, they've played the Preds so good all year. I, I don't think, if, I don't know if the Preds have even beat Florida this year. Um, a couple times, four of six. Nashville is moving. Like, man, they're, they're playing and it's, they don't have any stars. Their number one goal, goal scorer, Forsberg hasn't played and it feels like a decade. Uh, they're getting it done and it's all over. Kudin has been unbelievable. Yeah, Granlin is working his ass off. Yarncroc, like, there's these guys that just, they just work. And, and Matt Duchesne has looked pretty decent since he came back. Um, he hasn't scored a lot of points, but he's been all over the puck, uh, had it on a stick, made some pretty nifty plays, has, has some, some energy. Uh, so it, it's a, a really interesting team right now. Yeah, we, we talked about that line on Friday. And again, I think uh, they hit the score sheet, the Grandland line. They, they were strong in that series yeah. against the Blackhawks. Uh, Maddie, what do you have to add between the Preds here and, and the Panthers? I, I know Nashville's been playing good, but I, I don't mind Florida here on you know with that price on the road. I think they can get the W. Uh, I'm taking Florida here. Uh, the fact of the matter is the Nashville Predators cannot play that top three in the Central well. They have four wins combined against that 
I was talking about him on the podcast I was on, and I compared the top three teams to like this beautiful steak from an awesome steakhouse, and then the middle teams in the central are like you go to Applebee's or something like that, and then Detroit and Columbus are just like you go to McDonald's, get a Big Mac, and take the meat out and go, this is my steak today. Uh, but these top three teams are just in a league of their own, and Nashville did play Florida close in most of their matchups. They won in overtime in one of their games. They won a 2-1 game against them. But they're doing it in pretty much unsustainable ways. UC Saros has been one of the best goaltenders in the league. Top three in Vesna, in my opinion. It goes Grubauer, Flurry, and then it goes UC Saros. Based on the stats, and I know it sounds crazy to say, but he's there and deserves to be so. Uh, 41 shots against the Panthers in their 6-5 win. I don't think the Nashville Predators have it in them to fire off 41 shots every night. Um, and then UC Saros in their 2-1 win saved 40 shots. Like that's just unsustainable. Like two different teams. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't see this as a trend that can continue unless there's another anomaly game. Based on stats, based on numbers, and I know like EY was saying, that fourth line is incredible. One of my favorite lines to watch in hockey. Uh, that second yeah. line, Meanie, you were talking about on the last show, pretty dynamite. I just don't see a world in which, out of ten games simulated in my head, that Nashville wins more than two of those. So I give them about a 25% chance that they steal a win here. I think Florida's just too hot. They have a lot of spunk after that Barkoff no-look goal. Um, give me the Panthers here on the money line. Yeah, I'm going to take them too. Yeah, everything you guys said is is you know spot on. And I think Zoros is going to get some uh, Vesna consideration for sure. There's no question. Yeah, I mean, um, this is a team that's playing really good right now. They do have Dallas on their heels, 7-1-2. and two. We'll get to the Stars in a little bit. But I just, yeah, I think the... You're right. EY would probably maybe see a bit more desperation from from Nashville and Florida, you know, feeling themselves. But at the same time, it is so key to get the number one spot inside this division. So you don't have to play Carolina or Tampa Bay. Right. If you come first, then you play Nashville or Dallas. Like not going to be easy. It's a lot easier. And you just have Carolina and Tampa beat up on each other in that first round. So these games still very meaningful for. The Panthers, I like the price. I'm going to take them. I was looking at some shot props here. I was, you know, Barkoff is is two juice minus two hundred two and a half. Uh, so I won't go there. And I can't find Duclair or uh, Bennett right now or Hornquist. Like these are guys that I would really like, and I'm just I'm not finding them right now. So just maybe in a little bit. We're recording kind of early. Uh, Huberdo is not a guy that I want to get involved with. Uh, Barkoff, like I said, two and a half minus 200. I'm seeing Horquist now two and a half minus 167. Maybe you can put him in a couple parlays. That's a little too high for, for singles, but I think the guys that, um, you can get at plus money under the radar would be like a Duclair and maybe a Bennett. Those guys will be plus money for, for two and a half shots. They've, they've been fine. They've looked good. I've really liked Toronto has been shooting the puck like crazy. If you can, Oh yeah. He's always plus money too. Vitrano. Uh, He's a guy, a volume shooter loves to shoot it, but that second line with Bennett and Huberdeau and Duclair has, they've been, they've looked real nice from a DFS standpoint. I'm not there. I kind of lean the under, I'll probably stay away, but Saros has been so good. And you mentioned Brobosky. He's had a nice bounce back season, Eric. He's been pretty strong. Okay, so uh, I guess you're a Carolina fan tonight. Carolina in 100%. Dallas. 100%. Take the stars. Uh, Dallas plus 105, 22 and 25 against the spread. The total here, 5.5 minus 122. So this is the, the first of two, a back-to-back here. Um, I expect we'll see Kudobin. I don't know who will see Carolina. Nadalkovich has, I think, three straight starts in a row now. 
because Morazic is hurt again. So maybe we see Reimer get back in there. Nedeljkovic is just flat out awesome. I love yeah. this guy. I think he's such a stud. I kind of feel the same way. Uh, just getting a good team on the road with good odds. Like we're getting Colorado with decent odds. We're getting Florida with decent odds and we're getting Carolina here with decent odds, but the stars have been, have been real strong. I mentioned seven, one and two in their last 10 games, two games of, uh, they played few, two fewer games than Dallas or than Nashville and two points behind. That was a tough series for Chicago. They needed to win two of the three against the Preds. I don't want to say that they're done, but uh, five back is, is real tough with, what, eight games left to go for them. So they look finished. So I guess you're on Carolina tonight. Yeah, I am. Uh, and it's, I mean, I like Dallas. Like, I mean, there's a lot of players on that team, but they have played so many games in the last couple of months because of the storm and because of all the COVID stuff early on in the season, like their schedule is so compressed, they're going to hit the wall. And I think that's happening now. Um, I get 40 shots is impressive against Detroit, but like you couldn't get one to go against Detroit. And I think it was, it might've been Grace. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember who was playing goal, but for me, um, Carolina is an unbelievable team. I love this team. There's so much team speed. They're so aggressive. They're playing predators and they're on a, uh, a penalty kill. And it felt like there were six guys on the ice. And it's it's just this relentless wave of two guys on the puck at all times. It's, it's got to be frustrating to play against them and uh, very difficult to play against them. I don't think Dallas has enough speed uh, to contend with Carolina. And uh, the goaltending in Carolina has been unbelievable. So, yeah, I'm going Carolina here for sure. Um, I, I think I, I do like the over because I think Dallas is going to be playing desperate. Um, and, and I just have a weird feeling about the over. I, I would lean that way. If it was Reimer getting the start, um, if it is Nadelkovich, I will kind of just go the opposite uh, of right. you know, with you with, with the under, but um, yeah, Carolina is, they're good, man. They've won five of six against Dallas. They've, they've won those games uh, pretty easily. There's one was a one, nothing shutout. Morazic uh, was strong in that game, but other than that, um, you know, five, three, four, one, a couple shootouts actually. So it's been tight despite, you know, the, the wins really being there for Carolina from a shot prop standpoint, our guy Robertson, man, what a run he's just on. He's yeah. so nice. He's basically challenging for rookie of the year. I think Kaprizov still wins it, but he's right there. Yeah, hey, Kaprizov had a big week too. Um, he's, he was feeling maybe Robertson behind him there. But that, that that toe drag goal was. <laughs> I don't know. It's so nasty. I mean, uh, it's going to be eighty degrees here. I might wear his jersey today. <laughs> Just sweat it out. Represent. Sweat it out. Yeah, I'm not. Man, we're, I'm not finding any luck here early with some with some shot props, but I do see uh, Robertson there plus money again. William Hill Sportsbook. So. Two and a half, Jason Robertson. Uh, for Carolina, I usually lean with Sveshnikov, but it is a sweat job. But uh, if you just pick a one from that game, it would be Robertson. If Nadelkovic gets the start, you can feel a lot better about Carolina. The Jets and the Oilers in here next. It's a pick them, 31 and 16 against the spread for Winnipeg. Uh, the total is six and 23 and 22 against the spread for the Oilers, it's weird sometimes, like this North division is strange, man. Uh, Montreal can't play Ottawa. They can play Edmonton and Winnipeg. They hang around with the Leafs 
and they can't play the Flames. It seems like the Oilers, um, they're a team that plays well against the Jets, but struggle against other teams, have absolutely no issues with Ottawa. Ottawa can't beat Edmonton and Vancouver. They can beat anybody else in this division. It's weird when you just look at the the records between all of these teams. So the Jets in second place, 57 points. Two more games played than the Oilers, 56 points. I thought a couple weeks ago when these two teams played, it was a, a near perfect game for the Oilers. They didn't really give up a whole lot. Um, they had the shutout. I kind of lean them tonight. The total at six. I feel like the under, but it's always so, I, I just get so uneasy betting unders with McDavid and company. But I like what I've seen from Mike Smith. And I have a lot of respect for Connor Hellebuck that this game could be under the total. What do you think about this matchup? Yeah, did Mike Smith not get hurt? Did or did I dream that in my my pain medication paranormal uh, activity dreams? I don't know. Like I swear I saw a video of him going off the ice in practice and like yes. he didn't come back. He left practice on Saturday. I think he tweaked something, um, but uh, he participated in practice on Sunday, so I think he's fine. Okay, because I I was fully expecting Koskinen to play here, um, and I would have been all over Winnipeg. Um, I was looking at Koskinen to pick up in a fantasy league today because I need some goaltending. And I was like, yeah, you know, he could get some saves. Winnipeg shoots the puck. You know, I don't know if he's going to give me a win, but but he could. I mean, anytime you have McDavid and try the side on your team, they could they could beat the Jets. Um, but yeah, I think if it's if it's Mike Smith, um, I'm I'm leaning Edmonton here. Winnipeg feels weird. And I to me, I think it just comes down to that decor and they didn't get anything done. They didn't pick anybody up. It's just not strong enough to be a really, really solid team. Yeah, and then Blake Wheeler too. Uh, I don't know if he came yeah. back in that game. He didn't, right? He missed some time with a concussion, and then uh, I can't believe the Jets are calling the Leafs dirty. Out of all the teams in the NHL, the Leafs dirty. I mean, I guess yeah. it's better than being called soft, I suppose. I mean, it definitely wasn't a dirty hit. You, you mean your head's down and you're reaching for the puck like that? I mean. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's still full contact in the NHL, as far as I know. I don't think they've changed the rule. Um, your head's down and you're reaching. Like, they teach you that in Tyke. You know, like, Blake Wheeler's an unbelievable player, but him getting hit like that it is totally his fault. It, it was not a dirty hit in any way, shape, or form. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, the Oilers. He just, just wasn't like, ready for it. No, he wasn't. Uh, and they need him inside the top six. Like, they're very potent, oh. obviously. Their top six is, is very strong. Uh, but yeah, they, they didn't really do anything at the deadline um, defensively. Yeah, sure. They, they grabbed Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, but defensively, they didn't do a whole lot. Like Jordy Ben is not the answer, but uh, the Oilers have just owned the Jets. They've won five straight against them. They've won five of seven. They've just, they played really strong against them. And the fact that it is Mike Smith, I think Mike Smith is going to get the call. I like the fact that he returned to the action or to practice rather on Sunday. So I like Ehlers shot prop. He's been hitting quite a bit. I don't think he did the last game, but he's been uh, over two and a half here. Uh, most times out of the past couple weeks, that is my, my favorite guy from that game. And then uh, we'll move on. I don't have really much to say at all uh, in this next one. LA and Anaheim, I'm just not going to bet it. These two teams, I can't get a feel. Uh, they're not good hockey teams. I don't want to put my money on these teams. Maybe if there was three or four games, we would make a bet here. Uh, I sometimes say to Cam that uh, a, a no bet is sometimes a good bet. And he says, what the hell does that mean? I don't know what that means. You got to make a bet here. I think he would take the Ducks plus money. I'm not going to touch it. LA is minus 148. Anaheim is plus 128. The total here is 5.5. Uh, this is not for me. What, what, what do you think, Eric? 
Yeah, I feel like you. Like, I, I don't know who either of these teams are. Um, L.A. was kind of a cool story at the start of the year. They were winning games. Dustin Brown was unreal. Um, you know, Anze Kopitar, again, I mean, just getting it done and no one's talking about it. Um, I think he's in the top 10 in scoring. And the Kings are, are not a good hockey team right now. I think they're going to be uh, shortly, maybe as soon as next year. Uh, Anaheim, I think, has a higher road, to, a longer road to climb. But they're going to be very good again at some point with – Zegris and Comtois and like all these young players that are going to be very, very good players in the NHL for a lot of years. Uh, they're just not there yet. They're too young. Um, I think if I was going to do something, I would go Ducks. I mean, they could win anytime Gibson's in net, uh, they, they could win. He's unbelievable. Um, the Anaheim Ducks could definitely beat the Los Angeles Kings. And uh, right now on draftings, it's showing a plus four, 140. So I, if I was going to make one, that's the, that's the bet I, I would, because I mean, I don't know. And I like those odds. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? What would you, is this just a stay away game for you too? Uh, WWCSD. What would Cam Stewart do? Cam Stewart would bet on the ducks here and I would tail Cam Stewart. And now WWEYD, Eric Young, would bet on the ducks. So uh, I'll make it a three for three there. I like EY said, it's the price. Because out of these two teams, like you said, Maney, I don't really have a firm grip on either one. Um, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde performance between the two teams all season long. Give me the Ducks here strictly on the price, but I will just not bet this game. We have a lot of other games on this slate that I like a hell of a lot more. This might be my least favorite game uh, to watch and to bet on. I, I won't have any just, of this. I just put five bucks on the Ducks. <laughs> oh well, see, when that happens, Quack. now I Quack. have to go Quack. put some yeah, money every, on the every Ducks. Every time you do that mid-show, I feel like you win those bets. Right? Yes, it's yeah. the mid-show I, yeah, EY bets. Uh, it's happened more often than I've won than I've lost, for sure. I mean, yeah. I got a couple before the season started. There's some questionable ones in there. Um, my Ottawa Senators to win the Stanley Cup is, look at I, I can admit it was a mistake. Um, but the odds were so crazy. I can say one bet that I'm feeling really good about that I did before the year started was Minnesota to play in the cup and Minnesota to win the cup. Uh, they could do it. I mean, I believe in them that much. The goaltending's good. They've got a top probably three, five defense core and they're good. Uh, Kaprizov has, is like just changed the kind of the makeup of this team. Yeah. It's, it's given them, yeah, some firepower. They've always been yeah. strong defensively and strong in goal. It's just you you wonder about the offense, but it's given them something. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like Parise's been better too. And, you I mean, you look and you see him on the fourth line, but he doesn't get fourth line minutes. He kind of moves up and down the lineup. I know he's a little bit older in his career, but not to have him inside the top six – this gives them a little bit more balance up and down uh, their lineup. I can't even take any shot props. Like uh, I, uh, six weeks ago, a game with Raquel and Dustin Brown, I would probably get involved with both of these guys uh, for shot props. And I just, I don't want to take the under. So the price isn't, uh, isn't all that good. I mean, Dustin Brown has one shot in three, four of his past. Maybe I will take the under on Dustin Brown. I don't, can't do it. I can't get behind it. Um, Anaheim. Anaheim and LA are going to play four straight games. They've hardly played each other this year. So they're going to wrap up four straight games between these two teams. Right down the highway from each other. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Must watch hockey. Go Ducks. The Ducks, quack, 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 plus 144 on the money line if you want to go that route. Okay. And Arizona and SJ Sharkey. 
San Jose minus 106 at home, 26 and 21. The total here, 5.5, 18, 24, and 5. And 22 and 26 against the spread for Zona, minus 110. So we brought up the standings earlier. Arizona holding down that last playoff spot, one-point lead on the St. Louis Blues. But they have struggled lately, three wins in their last 10 games. Uh, but they haven't struggled as much as the Sharks, one win in their last 10 games. And they've lost eight straight hockey games. I'm going to lean with Arizona as just a better team fighting for something, a playoff uh, spot here. Um, show me something, Coyotes. I don't think that they're a great team either. I think they're better than San Jose. They're better in LA and they're better in Anaheim. Um, but at least they're they're fighting for something, Eric. I think we'll see a, a desperate hockey team. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of a fun team to watch. They got some some interesting players, some young guys that are kind of coming into their own. Carl, Connor Garland is a really interesting player to watch. He's just an irritating little bastard. Um, <laughs> I think he's there. out too. So he's not, unfortunately yeah, he, for them, he's, he's not going to play. I was sweating it out. I, I ordered a Connor Garland Kachina jersey and I was like, oh man, of course he's going to get traded before he even gets here. So that didn't happen. So now me and Biz Nasty are best friends again. <laughs> yeah, he was on the, in the trade block and he's yep. a guy that maybe, you know, they could move on from and, and get something from, the, you know, Michael. He's going to get paid. Like he's going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bunting's been a pretty cool story for them. The the seven goals kind of a bit of a journeyman. He had played, I think, 14 games in the NHL before playing a home game. It was, I was watching a Coyotes game last week and they were talking about his first home game of his career, but he had like 14 games on his NHL resume over the past couple of years. I just thought that that was like, it was really weird uh, for a guy that has been playing off and on for a couple of years and never playing a game at home. Uh, but he has played now a couple games at home, but he's got seven goals in the year. He's like kind of a decent, you know, first time goal scorer. If you're looking for something like I mean, San Jose is they're pretty leaky. How about, no. um, <clears throat> how about Phil Kessel tonight? Are we riding him in, in shot props and uh, shot props two and two and a half plus money? Yeah. When Phil's, when Phil's feeling it and he's going, like he's been like this his whole career, like he's still a guy that can score, I mean, at any point. He's not as consistent as he was. He's not as potent as he was. He's not as fast as he was. I mean, like when he was playing for the Leafs, like at, 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 like when he was playing on a bad Maple Leafs team, but at any point he could get the puck and come down the wing and just shoot it in the net. And I don't, I mean, there's a handful of guys in the league that can do that. And uh, I don't think he does it as consistently, but he, he's still a good player. Yeah, oh yeah, he's still, I mean, he's having a good year. So just what I've noticed from him, four shots last game, five, then the zero against Minnesota, but three before that, four against Minnesota, five against Colorado. So this is a guy who's been over two and a half now in five of his past six games. And we can get him at plus money, uh, William Hill and DK, plus 115 over 2.5 shots. Uh, it's weird. It feels weird to put him in, but I'm putting him in. Uh, from a DraftKings standpoint, uh, let's roll here and find out where we think the goals are going to come from and then get out of here. Let's talk at the center position. McDavid, McKinnon, Drysettle, Barkov, Shifley, Trocek, Kopitar, Aho, Bohorvat, Rupe Hints. Uh, you know, he's... If he plays. If he plays. He's a point Who knows? guy. I mean, he's averaging more uh, DK points per game than Kopitar, Trocek, uh, Horvat, who are priced more. Shifley, he's 0.5 behind, uh, and he's you know a thousand dollars cheaper. So if he plays uh, a little bit deeper, O'Reilly, JT Miller, Hurdle, Kadri, Couture, Josh Norris, Jamie Ben, Mikhail yeah. Granlin. Uh, from a center standpoint, 
I mean, I'm breaking any news here with McKinnon, uh, but where would you go in terms of money here? For me, like we we're saying, I would probably pay up on the wing and I would go with the 51 with, with Norris. He's, he's been hot. And, and uh, you know, until he proves otherwise, that's the guy I'd be going with at center right now. I mean, he has he had nine points last week, so I would continue to ride him at center, you know, with those kind of savings, and then pay up on the wings. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that makes sense to. I mean, even if you wanted to go McDavid or uh, McKinnon in there, and then just drop down to Josh Norris five one, I think that's a combo that could give you a little bit of balance. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois at 4-4, four, four. Uh, just a little bit of value. Sam Bennett at 3-8, um, you know, that's just a price. Even against Soros, I know it's tough. Uh, that's just a price that it's just, you know, a little cheap, too cheap to ignore. As we move over, like if I was to spend up at center, it would be with um, Nate McKinnon at 9-1. Um, a lot of the games between St. Louis and Colorado have gone over. There's been a lot of offense in those games. So that's that's my lean there. Uh yeah, I kind of kind of stay away from Winnipeg and Edmonton. I don't think we'll see a ton of goals there. I think it could be a lot tighter than people expect. And then over at wing, we have uh, Connor up at the top, Kachuk, Landeskog, Ehlers, Kane, Hornquist, Pavelski, Brock Besser, Victor Arvidsson, Huberdo. We got Robertson all the way up there at 6-1 now. Perron, as we dig deeper, Nugent Hopkins, I think is a good value if you don't agree with me uh, and you want to get involved with Edmonton, even as a one-off 5-9 playing with Connor McDavid. That price point is just too low. Uh, what are you doing here? So you're going to spend up at wing. Who's the, who's the guys here for you? You're going to, I mean, you're going to pair up Norris with Kachuk. Or are you going to, I mean, Landeskog is underpriced at seven one. Yeah, I think I would probably go with Kachuk. I, I like to match uh, at least two of the players that they're going to play together, and, and you can double up in points. So I probably go Norris and Kachuk there. Um, I, I, I'm probably staying away from Florida, but I think I would I would look to you know maybe Niederreiter, um, um, oh, like, so, a someone, bat, like a declare. You stay away from Florida, so you go in Carolina, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm going Carolina. Yeah, I think Carolina. I think Carolina makes for a decent stack. Uh, throw Burakovsky out there. He's 5'3". If there's no Rantanen, um, you know, Burakovsky will be up on that top line. He's played a lot of minutes, 17 minutes and 20 minutes in his last two games against the Blues. Without Miko Rantanen in there, he's got two goals, two assists, and he's got three points on the power play. He's got five shots on goals. So, I, you know, it, it may be a bit of a, a chalky play, uh, but I think, you know, you take that price discount. He's just underpriced, and, you know, there's a lot of upside there playing with Landeskog and playing with McKinnon and getting top time on that power play. Martin Natchez is a guy I like since you were on Carolina. I mean, he's 4'6". I yeah. think, you know, him and Ajo, Ajo 6'5", you know, 4'6", is a, is a pretty exactly good price. Yeah. yeah. And these Florida guys, I know it's so tough to go against Saros, but a lot of these guys I feel like are underpriced. Like Duclair is four six, maybe not totally underpriced, but Bennett three eight. Like those, that's a nice little duo that I can get behind. I'm just gonna stay away from the Ducks. I think Arizona, like Phil Kessel, if you want to go in Kessel, it seems like Kessel Knight four two, um, not a bad price there against the Sharks. And then in, actually, we'll go to D. We got Yossi Hamilton, Chikrin. Chikrin, I love Chikrin. I think he's absolutely impressive. Six five. I would play him over Yossi, over Hamilton, over Nurse, over Burns. Uh, Kill Makar six one. I like him. Shabbat, I like five nine. I think you know Ottawa is, is sneaky tonight, and they're cheap. Uh, Quinn Hughes five six. Definitely in play. 
Uh, Heiskanen, if there's going to be no Klingberg, I think is a guy that can, you know, he's fairly cheap on other sites, but I think he's a guy who's, I mean, played 27 minutes, Eric, against Detroit without Klingberg in the lineup. Uh, what are you doing at D? You spend up or you try to, I, I can seek out some value if you uh, talk at the top of the board here. Yeah, I like the I like the Shabbat call. Um, I would also be looking uh, at Cal- Colorado as well, and and Chikrin. I mean, he's having uh, a massive season, man. Like a guy that nobody was talking about, and is just really showing up. He's I think probably their best guy on D, and uh, not enough people are talking about him right now. No, he's he's been he's been great, Maddie. What are you doing oh. DFS tonight? Where would the stacks lie for you? Uh, it's interesting for me. I'm looking around here, and I want a piece of this Hurricanes and Stars game. I don't really want anything in the Panthers-Predators game. I might actually, though, take Hornquist there. He's the only guy out of everyone on that slate that I think is decently priced for one-off in GPPs. Um, other than that, I agree with you. Oilers-Jets, I'm going to stay away. I like the under there in that game. I think I just go to the top of the board and get guys like McKinnon in my lineup. I go and take a Chikrin, and then I fill it in with value plays. I love that Norris call. That Norris call is going to be in a few of my lineups. Um, other than that, it's going to be a very plug-in. It's going to be a plug-and-play kind of thing. There's no game to me on this slate that screams goals. I know. Yeah. Usually yeah, we can weird, pick it, out. It is a weird night. Yeah, usually we can pick out like one or two games that it's just like, yeah, that's the over, and just call it a day. But a lot of these. There's not one that pops off at the page. Now watch it be something crazy like the Habs and Flames play to like a 13 total or something like that. Of course that's what's going to happen because it's the NHL. Yeah, so there's nothing blatantly obvious which feels like a cop-out answer. I'm just going top of the board and then plug and plays. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, Colorado is the highest team applied total at 3.4, and then it's Vancouver at 3-1, and then it's the Kings at 3-1. Are you kidding me, L.A.? Like, there's no chance. I'm not getting involved with the Kings, uh, uh, even against the Ducks. Like, I'm not I'm not doing it. Ducks. And then Ottawa is in here next. So maybe we're wrong to think under six. We just saw six goals. We, we seem to like Ottawa as a group here to score some goals. I was giving Vancouver a little bit of love. I mean, Vegas knows what's going on. They, they build big buildings for a reason, right? They, 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 they get it. Um, but Vancouver and I mean, Vancouver having the second highest team employed total and then Ottawa having the, the fourth is certainly interesting, right? From a DFS standpoint, but I think the game stacks Carolina, Dallas, and then even, even feeling the under in Vancouver and Ottawa at six doesn't mean that you can't attack that from a DFS standpoint both sides have very cheap plays there. I mean, you get a Hughes, you get a Shabbat, you get the Besser line in there, or you go Tanner Pearson with Horvat, and then you take the Josh North, Drake Batherson line, and then you still have money left over to spend up on maybe a Landeskog or a McKinnon, get um, Burakowski in there, and then away you go. I think in net, as we wrap up here, uh, I mean, Markstrom, I've been playing Markstrom every time he plays against the Habs. I don't know why he is as cheap as he is. Uh, where is he? Oh, I lost him earlier, Markstrom. Uh, oh, he's not on there. That's right. He's not on that slate. Uh, so my bad. He's not there. He's at the 730 Eastern. So I got to find another goalie. Um, Hellebuck is risky at 7-9. Mike Smith, 7-6. These guys uh, feel like risky plays. Uh, but I like them. You see Saros 7-3, as much as I talk about the Florida guys, like you see Saros 7-3 for arguably the best goalie in the NHL over the past two months. Even if he lets in three and stops 40 shots, he's going to return value there. He's going to get you that save bonus. Uh, what do you think about, I mean, Eric, you obviously like UC Saros. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, like over the last couple of months, he's if not the best, he's he's in the top three goalies uh, right now. Um, he's making me look dumb. I said that he, he couldn't be an everyday starter because of his height, um, but he's proved me wrong, and I'm, I'm happy about that for sure. Uh, that that price, I would probably lean him. Like, look, uh, Florida's in the playoffs. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs no matter what happens. And I know that Quinville will have these guys ready and, you know, they want to be in first and blah, 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 blah. But the Predators are desperate. They, they need to win every game and everyone's pulling the rope in the same direction. I'm not betting against the, the Preds for the rest of the season. Um, and I would go with Saros in your DK lineup tonight. Yeah, I'd like him, and I'll throw out Darcy Kemper in there. If uh, Nadelkovich does play at 8-1, I'll play him. Um, even a desperate Dallas team, they can put 40 pucks on net like they just did. I don't think they'll do that against Carolina, uh, but I like Nadelkovich. I just really like where his game's at. He's just a strong goalie. Uh, okay, so, Matt, let's wrap up here. What do we got from Friday? I don't feel like it was great. All right. Um, you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> Give me the bad. All right. Bad news is you went 1-6 and six on your picks. Uh, (laughs) i want that noise on a soundboard so i can just fire that off uh mini money line is what hit i'll save you the pain and not tell you the rest uh 130 and 90 is your record there shot props three and one though hall hit Tofoli hit capri hit zabinajad said no thank you uh brings you to 65 and 37 what do you got for us today okay um yeah, that, that uh, record uh, on the side's not great. Um, Colorado, Florida, and Carolina. That may seem obvious, but that's like a parlay that I'm going to have those three teams. Uh, I like Arizona as well. Maybe if I give fewer picks, I won't have six losses. Uh, those four I, I like. I will go with the Flames as well. Yeah, how can you not pick the Flames? Calgary, Colorado, Florida, Carolina, Arizona. If you want a couple totals, Calgary and Montreal under 5.5 and Ottawa and Vancouver under six. That's it. That's it. There's a, a ton. If you like action, it's a ton more over at FTN at bets.com. Use the promo code Mayo or Meanie. But that's it. Like Colorado, Florida, Carolina. Like those are the three I'm going to have in some parlays. And then you can take Calgary in the under if you want to get involved with Ottawa and Vancouver in the under there. But I think Arizona is a good one to chuck in there as well. It's a decent price for a desperate hockey team fighting for their playoff lives. From a shot prop standpoint, there's not a lot here, honestly, that that I like. Uh, I like Toffoli. I like Robertson. I like Ehlers. And Kessel. Like, those four are the ones. There's nothing on Colorado because we. I think Vegas is just waiting on Rantanen. If Rantanen plays, you can put him in there. I'll put McKinnon in three and a half. Like, he's not going to go to four and a half. McKinnon three and a half, that'll pop up maybe a little bit later on when we hear more news about Miko Rantanen and company. And then if you want another long shot, plus money, Anthony Duclair. So, yeah, lots of picks. Tons of picks. Tons of action. EY, your favorite pick on the board tonight? Sends. Maybe. Uh, and well, let's not forget about my ducks either. Oh yeah, quack quack quack. Why do I? Why all the bad teams are my teams? Yeah, what's with you, man? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not advising that anyone bets on the ducks in, in the sense, but um, like we said, when I, I have that weird gut feeling, and, and you know, watching, I watch a ton of games. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Ottawa's going to win. I mean, I'm ducks are going to win. Ascends and ducks parlay is plus three eighty right now. Oh. We may have to go back in. 
<laughs> Just all in on the Sens and Ducks. Let's go. Here's some first or anytime goals. Batherson, Barkoff, Natchez, Kessel, and Burakoski. Good luck out there. Eric Young, Matty Best, myself, Chris Meany. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs>